Hi, and welcome to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge with Senior Ministers John and Anne Juliano. Have you ever wondered about how to better connect with God? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with in this week's show, where you'll learn how to more fully love God, grow spiritually, and help others. If you have your Bibles, open up to Matthew chapter 7, and we're going to finish this series, When Life Throws You a Curveball. A few years ago, um, and I... On Irish television, they were interviewing Stephen Fry. Who's heard of Stephen Fry? He's a famous atheist. I mean, he's a television personality who happens to be an atheist rather than a famous atheist, a television personality. And, and uh, the, the Irish interviewer, who happened to be a Christian, wanted to find out you know, what his response was when, when he went to go to the pearly gates. And so he said, so Stephen... Uh, what will you say to God at the pearly gates? And Stephen Fry, without missing a beat, without blinking, turns to the Irish interviewer and he'd say, I'd say, bone cancer in children? What's that about? How dare you? How dare you create a world to which there is such misery that is not our fault? And I, and I thought about that response. I thought about that response because it's a classic response by people to suffering. I mean, when you consider that, that our insurance policies talk about disasters as acts of God. An earthquake, an act of God. A flood, an act of God. And it's like there's this connection with suffering, disaster, and God. And here's Stephen Fry looking at bone cancer in children and saying, God, you did that. I have difficulty with that because my theology talks about God being a good God. Does anybody else have difficulty with that? But then my theology also says that God is a sovereign God. And so how do you reconcile suffering, disaster, an all-powerful God... Well, you know what? I don't know if I'm here to answer that question because it's such a big question to answer. But l- let me give you a little bit of insight. Insight number one is this, is that when God created this world, he created it perfect. And when God put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, there was absolutely no suffering, no pain, just joy, bliss. Then go to the other side, and the other side is at the end of the age, Revelation chapter 21 verse 4 says, God will wipe away every tear from our eye. There will be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more pain. It's like God's going to obliterate, get hold of this, obliterate suffering, death, sorrow, crying, pain, just wipe it all out. So where that leaves us? Well, it leaves us in the in-between. And in the in-between, let me tell you what the story is. There is suffering. There are curveballs. And so what does the Bible do? The Bible tells us what we can do to navigate through our suffering. So I can't tell you how to stop it because there is no stopping it. All I can tell you is what do you do? When life throws you a curveball. 
So let's read Matthew chapter 7 because it gives us some insight. Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27. Let me find, I thought I found it, but I hadn't. Here it is. It says this. Therefore, whoever hears the sayings of mine and does them, context, Sermon on the Mount, the conclusion. Sermon on the Mount, the most amazing sermon that's ever been preached on this planet. There is no greater sermon before, there is no greater sermon after. If you want to read the Sermon on the Mount, the greatest words that have ever been spoken upon this planet, Matthew 5, 6 and 7, you need to read them because it's Jesus declaring what the kingdom of heaven and the perfection of life that God designed for us. Matthew 5, 6 and 7, the Sermon on the Mount, this is the conclusion to the Sermon on the Mount. It's his final point. And he says this, whoever, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, not just whoever hears them, but whoever hears them and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. You know what this verse is saying? It's saying, get ready, because life will throw you a curveball. Come on, turn to the person next to you and say, get ready, get ready, get ready. <laughs> That's not uh, my original, get ready, get ready, get ready. But, uh, but you need to get ready because life will throw you a curveball. Yeah. Uh, you, you know what we want? How many of you know what we want? Uh, sunny skies, peaceful brooks, and gentle breezes. How many of you want sunny skies? Uh, how many of you want peaceful brooks? How many of you want gentle breezes? So you know what the Bible promises you? A rainstorm, a destructive flood. A roaring tornado. <laughs> it's not if, it's when. It's not if the rain will descend, it's when the rain will descend. It's not if the flood will come, it's when the flood comes. It's not if the wind will blow, it's when the wind will blow. So what the Bible is saying is get ready, get ready, get ready, because life will throw you a curveball. Is there anybody here today that's never had a curveball? Is there anyone here today that's never had something come from left field and just about knock you off your feet? Has anybody not ever heard some bad news? Are you the only one in this room that's only ever heard good news? Has only gone from bliss to bliss to bliss? Is there anyone in this room that lives life like that? Because it's certainly not me. I've had my fair share of curveballs. I've had my fair share of bad news. And the Bible does not in any place promise you that you won't. Matter of fact, what the Bible does, it promises you that you will have curveballs. But you know, you know what I've learned? I've learned that, that, that in the curveballs of life, God gives me guidance. And God gives me truth to grab hold of that will help me. And can I tell you, probably the 
most important verse in the Bible for Christians that are, that are, that are confronting curveballs, and you will have quoted it a thousand times, if not a million times, is Romans 8.28. How many of you know what Romans 8.28 says? Oh, come on, come on. What does Romans 8.28 say? For we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. All things work together for good. Why do we say that? Because when things look bad, we need to encourage each other to say, God's going to turn it around and bring good out of it. What I want you to do right now is turn to the person next to you and say, all things work together for good. It's the key verse for Scripture. It's the key verse for Christians. So, so how does that apply to me? I, what it applies, this is the way it applies to me, is that, is that I, I want my character to be built. Is there anybody else that want the, wants their character to be built? Is there anyone else here that wants strong character? Well, your character is not developed in the calm. Your character is developed in the storm. Let, let me tell you something. Never trust a ship captain who's only sailed on calm seas. Huh? You would only trust a ship captain who's gone through some stormy seas because it's in the stormy seas that the ship's captain has learned to navigate. And I, I'm telling you, your character is not developed in the calm. It's developed in the storm. Your strength is not discovered in the peace. It's discovered in the battle. That's when you begin to realize how strong you really are is when you face the battle not when you're in peacetime. Peacetime does not develop strength. It's battles. It's facing your battles that shows how strong you really are. How many of you pray, God, increase my faith? Yeah. You are setting yourself up, baby, big time. Uh, there are certain things I just don't pray for. How many of you pray for patience? How many of you learned? If you've been in this church long enough, you know, hey, listen, there's certain things you just don't pray for because they're coming your way anyway. Because you want, you, you want patience, then what you'll find are trials. Uh, hello? You want faith? See, see, my faith has never been built in abundance. I don't need faith when abundance is coming my way. I don't need faith when, you know, I snap my fingers and everything falls into place. When do you need faith? When you're in lack, when you're in need, when you're being pushed. How many of you have said, how many times have you said, God, you're the God of the 11th hour, the 59th minute, and the 59th second? How many of you have said that? See, that's where you develop your faith. When God comes through, right at the edge, right at the edge, you're about to fall into the abyss and God comes through. That's faith. Not when you snap your fingers and you're on the lounge and everything falls into place. I'm telling you, get ready. Life will throw you a curveball. But what you learn is this, is that God says, I'll be there and I'll be there for you. So how do you get ready? Okay, three points on how to get ready. Two of the points I already gave you on the 11th. You get ready by, number one, surrounding 11th of August. Download it from the internet. Have a listen to it again this week. You want to get ready for your curveball. You need to be surrounded by a loving community. You need friends around you. Come on, we can't do life by ourselves. We need friends. Liz, you can come up and play something because I've only got four minutes left and my time's up. You need friends. Jerry, is that you down there? 
Welcome back. I missed you, Jerry. Give Jerry a big welcome back. He went to Armenia to marry his son. To marry his son. To marry off his son. Okay. I love Armenians. They're a bit crazy, but not that crazy. Okay. So they're lovely people. So, so his son got married, and then he's going to have a ceremony in a few weeks' time. And, I'm going to, and then I'll be marrying your son. Sorry. I'll be officiating. Italians are a bit crazy as well, you know what I was saying. <laughs> okay, so the uh, point that I make is this, is that we need a loving community. I love Jerry. Jerry's my friend. And you know what? You go through hard times and you know who your friends are. You go through hard times and you know who's standing with you. And, you know, everybody needs someone who stands with them. Everybody needs someone who'll stay with them. Because some friends will stand with you and then take off. Then there's other friends who will stand with you and stay with you. And you need friends that not only will stand with you, stay with you, but also friends that will say the right things to you. You don't need friends that just heap guilt and shame upon you when you're going through a hard time. It's your fault, you know. You, you deserve this. You don't need that. You need people that will stay. You know what? For whatever reason, this happened, I don't know. But one thing I know, that I'm with you and I'm going to stick with you. How awesome is that? How many of you need friends like that? Well, you know, if you want a friend like that, you have to be a friend like that. And maybe if you wake up one day and you're not surrounded by friends, rather than blaming everybody else, say, I, I, I need to invest in friends. That will stick by me. And you know what? If you haven't found friends like that, come to this church. Because in this church, you'll find friends and a community that will stick by you through thick and thin. And this is what we preach here. We talk about that and we preach that here. You not only need a loving community, you also need a loving God and a revelation of a loving God. So that when you're going through your hard times, you're not... You're not, you're not blaming him because you've got a revelation that he's a good, good father. And, and while you're in this world and you're in the destructiveness of this world, stuff's going to happen. Bone cancer in kids? Yes, it does happen. Is it God's fault? No, it's not. But if you haven't got a loving community and a loving God, it's going to be a tougher journey for you. Absolute tougher journey for you. But when you're surrounded by people who love you and you've got a God who's good, it makes that journey a lot easier than when you do it alone and you're blaming God. The third thing, and, and, and the third thing is really what this scripture is about this morning that you need is a foundation of truth from God's word. When, when a curveball hits you, your whole belief system gets shaken. The Bible talks about your house gets beaten up. Not only does the rain come and the flood comes and the wind blows, but your house gets beaten up. It beats on your house. Oh, my goodness. Do you know what? For those of you that are single, you think you've got it tough? Let me tell you, once you have a family, it's even tougher. Why is that? Because when you're single, all your decisions and your life is based upon you and, and, in, and how well you do and how well you don't do. But when you have a family and you love them, their decisions encroach upon you. 
And when they're not doing well, you're not doing well. And and when they're suffering, you. And this is the amazing thing about family, is that is that your pain, and your joy, you know. So so you look at your joy spreading out, but your pain also spreads out as well. How many of you are parents? How many of you have been parents for a long time? How many of you discovered that you never stopped being a parent? You never stopped being a parent. You never stopped loving. You, you never stop worrying. I know that you shouldn't worry. And so why worry when you can pray? And some of you say, well, why pray when you can worry? It's the wrong, wrong way around, okay? It's either one or the other. But don't do both. And, um, but, you know, you, you get concerned. You love. When you love, you get concerned. And, and sometimes the rain beats on your house and it's connected and to your family and to you. Now I've got a beautiful granddaughter that Anne just cannot. She is addicted to little Ella. And uh, it's wonderful. I love, actually, I, I, I love seeing it. I really do. I, I love seeing that, our family growing. But if anything happens to Ella, oh my goodness, our heart will miss a beat. Uh, you know, the, the joy is there, but also the potential of pain is there. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? And that's love. Yeah. Uh, love. Love is an amazing thing. And don't ever be afraid of it. Right. Don't ever be afraid of love because of your hurts. Stop it. Stop it. Love is the most healing force in the universe. Love is the most powerful force in the universe. And just because you've been hurt, doesn't mean that you shouldn't love. And maybe some of you need to take some risks and start loving again. Because in loving again, you'll get healed again. Anyway, that's another message in itself. So, so when, when a curveball hits you, it shakes the very foundations of your belief system. And you know what happens when the foundations of your belief system is shaken? It's what's really in your heart that you'll start speaking. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so when your whole foundation is shaken, if you start pointing your fist, God, why did you do this to me? Then all that's being revealed is that you don't have a really strong belief in God. See, when Job was shaken and his wife says, why don't you curse God and die? You know what Job says? Though he slay me yet, will I worship him? Out of the abundance of his heart, his mouth spoke. You know, can I tell you something? If, if, if your foundation is in God's word, when you get shaken, you'll just start speaking, God's got this. God's, all things work together for good. You know, God started this, God's going to finish it. Because I know when I get shaken, I just start declaring the Word of God. Why? Because it's in my heart and I put it in my heart and what's in my heart comes out. When I get shaken, when, I, when that wind blows, when my house gets beaten up, when the storm comes, when the rain comes, when the wind blows, it's what's in your heart that starts coming out of your mouth. It's the revelation of what's in your heart. And what are we going to do? We just got to get that word into us. Not just, not just singing the song, making a declaration. It's God, I believe this. 
and it gets tested over and over again. God, I believe this. See, for me, the Bible says in John 17, verse 17, your word is truth. What's truth? The word of God. You know, you got philosophers out there that are trying to tell us truth. What do they know about truth? They've only lived a short little lifespan. So, so when it comes, you think about this, okay? Think about this for a little while, okay? When you think about all the knowledge that exists, all the knowledge that's in all the libraries of all the books in the world, the smartest man in this world, how much of that knowledge has he absorbed? The Stephen Fry's of this world, very smart, very intelligent. But when it comes to all the knowledge that there is in the world, how much has he absorbed? Has he absorbed 50%? I don't think so. Has he absorbed 40%? I don't think so. Has he absorbed a smidgen of 0.001%? Maybe, if that. So what about the 99.99999% of the stuff that he doesn't know? Well, let me tell you, that's what God knows. And that's what's written in the Word of God. And so where are you going to put your foundation? On what you don't know or on what God knows? Because too many people put their foundation on what they don't know. It's their philosophy of life. They don't know. And what's worse is that our generation has been taught postmodernism that says there are no absolutes. Nobody knows anything really. So what you feel and what you believe is right for you. What total rubbish. Yeah, you know what? I feel, I feel like walking in the middle of the road. I, I just want to walk in the middle of the road. And I feel that I'm invincible. Comes a semi-trailer doing 50 miles an hour and kaboom. Oh, that was wrong. Well, a bit too late now. So what are you going to base your truth on? You know, base it on the Word of God. And that's what Jesus was saying. He's saying, you've got to make a decision on what you base your life on. Are you going to base your life on the absolutes of God's Word? Or are you going to base it on the philosophies of human men that have very, very little knowledge of how much knowledge there is in the real universe? You know, I've made a decision. You know what my decision is? I'm going to base the foundations of my life on the Word of God. You say, I don't believe that, John. That's okay. I'm not forcing you. There is no intention to force you. But I just make sense to me. I've thought it through. Logically for me, it makes all the logic in the world that God knows everything. He's written what He wants us to know in the Word of God. And He says, John, if you're going to need a foundation to build on, Build it on the Word of God. Not only believe it, but live it. And when the wind comes, the rain comes, the wind blows, it beats up on your house, you'll stand firm because you stand on the Word of God. Can anybody say amen to that? And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, here are the three the three key things to get ready for when life throws you a curveboard. You need a loving community. And here in this church, we offer you a loving community. You need a loving relationship with God. And here in this church, we offer you opportunity to enter into a loving relationship with God. And you need the foundation of the Word of God. And in this church, you will always hear the foundation of God's Word as preeminent. And that's what Life Source Church, my friends, is all about. Thanks for choosing to listen to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge. If you like this week's podcast, then please share it with a friend. 
More information about who we are is available at lifesource.org.au. On behalf of Senior Ministers John and Anne Giuliano, we look forward to connecting with you next time at the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge. 